Money, a podcast network that understands the assignment. The Alive Podcast Network has launched the world's first content distribution app tailored by and for podcasters and listeners of color. Subscribers will enjoy a wide variety of shows ranging from spiritual to comedic to inspirational. Podcasters can house their content and merch in one spot and monetize from a central location. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com coming soon to iOS and Android. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. You can thank me later. Okay, so today I have Marcus the Chart Slayer Turner here to share some uh, six-figure sauce. Um, I know you have a really interesting uh, business that you run with your your family, your mother, your Mm -hmm. brother, your stepfather. So what that's kind of unique um, that to think that everyone will work really well together. Um, How did this, I guess, start? Like, (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So like she said, uh, my name is Chart Slayer, um, Marcus Turner in my space. I'm known as Chart Slayer because I'm I'm in the financial literacy space from the Forex and now into life insurance and credit repair and funding and all of that amazing things. And now. We're into the virtual assistants and all of it is under the the family business, right? So how we kind of uh, are able to work is that we have our own roles, right? So I'm the COO. My mom's the CEO. She's the visionary. I'm the integrator, right? My brother's the CMO and my dad's in the systems and IT. He's with the metaverse. So he's dealing with that side of uh, how all of the business um, kind of runs. We have so many different departments. It's you can get lost. <laughs> exactly. So like here I am doing everything on my own, all the roles you just named. And that's pretty handy to have members of your family that can take on those chunks and really focus on yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, so what what led you guys to decide to, did you always have this family business or was there like a catalyst where you're like, hey, we're all trying mm-hmm. to do our own thing. Maybe we should be working together. That's a great question. I I think we were always breaded. We were always bred to be in business, but I don't think we were bred to be a family business. Does that make sense? So we all wanted to have our own business, but um, we ended up just, it just, like we ended up trying to find, trying to find some of the roles that we currently have outside. You know what I'm saying? Outside of what, like outside of our family, because we always have that stigma of, oh, you can't hire within the family and right. blah, 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 blah. It doesn't work out. And, 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 but the thing is that everyone within our family is what fit the role. Our dad, we needed somebody for the metaverse. Our dad was already doing it. We needed somebody who could mark, who could manage the marketing and sales team. My brother already does it. Right. So, like, it just made sense. And then the other reason is it, it started with just my mom and I. Um, now, mind you, my brother was always involved, but he was always doing his own thing. But it started with my mom and I in regards to Forex and getting and getting things started with Forex. And then it just happened to be where uh, we just needed to take it to the next level. So that's when we needed to bring the whole entire family into the picture. Okay, that's really interesting. So you guys run multiple businesses 
together and just um, yeah. basically yeah. use teamwork. So let's get into this virtual assistant business. That's really um, interesting. I don't think a lot of people are in the space as far as offering the virtual assistant services. So what right. what led you guys to do? Because, you know, stock Forex and, you know, charts and stuff to virtual assistant yeah. um, isn't really related. So I'm just curious what, uh, what led you to that business model? Yeah, so we have a, a coaching business. So of course we trade on our own, <clears throat> but we have a coaching business. And you know, within our specific mentorship, right? He stresses VAs. You need a VA to do this, a VA to do that. Run your business on autopilot, blah, 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 blah. You know, that type of uh, mentality and, and doing things with a sense of urgency. So what we did was we hired our first VA last year. It's literally a year as of last month, a year and a month now, but our first VA last year, um, her name is Serena, and she was just doing everything. Anything you thought under the sun that needed to be done, she was doing. And we were like, she seems stressed. Maybe we need to hire another person. <laughs> and so, like, we only hired to help our business just to relieve stress for our VAs. And it ended up being where we now have 20 virtual assistants under under our business and it just takes it just right at this point the business just is alive on its own and just runs on its own you get what i'm saying so yeah. uh it and people just kept asking us hey how are you running so many virtual assistants who's over it? who's managing it who's doing this who's doing that and so we just it just we had to come out with something if that makes sense to really explain how we did what we did and that's kind of like how the virtual assistant business came about Okay, so it started as basically something that you guys needed to fulfill a need in your own business. And then you started offering these services to other entrepreneurs who had the same exact need. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so can you share this six-figure framework for running a virtual assistant business? Because if they're virtual, you could probably run this business virtually too. Am I right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So how we do it is uh, it, it starts off with the hiring process, right? So in order for you to even have a business, a virtual assistant businesses, you need an HR department. So that means you need an HR manager and you need some recruiters. I'd say minimum two, right? Two recruiters to start off. Um, and those two those three people, I guess you could say, will be the people that are running your business, right? That that are recruiting for your clients. Um, and I'll get to like the marketing and how you market it in a second, but kind of like how it works is <clears throat> you hire three people, actually four people, because you need a customer success manager to make sure that your clients are happy, right? The relationship within you and your clients are on point. So really it's four people. You have those people um, actually run the business. I mean, grab the VAs for the clients and then um, starting off, you can either train them yourself or you could hire a fifth person and have somebody train them for you. Right. I'm more interested in not being involved. So I ended up just by trial and error, trial and error, just having a fifth person to just train. Right. Um, but how it'll work, how you market it is you go into groups where they need virtual assistance. So for example, this the, the the community that we're in stresses that you need virtual assistance. Right. So you're pretty much buying your way to getting clients. You have to spend money, of course, to get in the room, 
but your money is now being reciprocated because everybody needs a virtual assistant. So yeah. I, the way that we actually uh, grew our business to multiple six figures and literally, I want to say sheesh in like four months uh, was all we did was go into communities that needed, like you can go to Facebook groups, you can go to, you can get in mentorships, you can get in courses that have Facebook groups and right. then just engage in those groups, become the, the person that is known for that space. And then people will come to you and they'll say, oh, hey, yeah, I know you do virtual assistance. You have virtual assistant business or you give them virtual assistance and then you supply those needs, right? And the only way, and, and, and it's literally that simple. I, I'm buying my way to get clients by going into communities that need them. And so any new business or current or existing business needs a virtual assistant. Another way you can do it is go on LinkedIn. Everybody's a business owner on LinkedIn. Right. Hit up every person on LinkedIn, get LinkedIn sales navigator, hit up every person on LinkedIn and say, hey, you're going through this struggle. I would like to assist you. Um, I have a virtual assistant business that helps people run their business on autopilot. If you want more information, if you're interested, uh, you know, DM me or let's, you know, let's have a, a chat. Right. And discuss more about it. And then you get them on the phone. Right. And then at first, of course, if you're a new business owner from a nine to five, <clears throat> right? You'll most likely take the sales calls starting off, right? And so as you take more sales calls, as you start building this framework, start getting a sales team, that's when, you know, you'll be able to also have that run on autopilot and then you're no longer involved within your business. And so that's how we kind of grew the virtual assistant to multiple six figures is just by literally buying our ways, buying our ways into communities. And you could do this with any any business that's online, buy your way into a community and build a team around it so that it can run on its own. That's a very interesting concept that you said that you could buy your way into a room, any business owner um, to get new clients, because that's kind of counterintuitive. You're thinking, well, mm -hmm. why would I spend money to get these clients? <laughs> but these are some rooms with some really um you know, high profile people who are your ideal client avatar. Mm -hmm. So you're basically just like you would run a commercial, <laughs> you know, buying exactly. your way into running or your running commercial. <laughs> um, so that's, exactly. Um, that's yeah, really exactly. <laughs> so that's very <laughs> interesting. So now you have this business that started to fulfill, it didn't even start as a business, it just started as something you were doing to fulfill it your own need. And now it's running on autopilot. You put right. enough people into it um, so that now it's a multi six figure business on the side that you and mm -hmm. your family don't yep, really yep. have any interaction with. Now it's kind of just completely off autopilot. Yeah. Our site uh, doesn't even have our face on it. It's literally a faceless business. So if someone wants to do business, if somebody wants to look us up on Google, you can look us up and just get a virtual assistant. We're not even involved. So what does the, like, how are you charging your clients that need a virtual assistant? And then how are you paying your virtual assistant? So I'm guessing the, the profit is in the spread of what you're paying them versus what you're charging. Of course. Yes. So we have two different ways that we do this, right? Um, we have the way where we help you hire, do the basic training, you know, find them and, and, and actually, you know, the, the regular process, right? Where we, you know, we help hire, find and train your virtual assistant, right? And that runs, 
you know, I think believe now it starts off because they're they're making the prices now. Like we're not even making the prices anymore. But last time I checked was twenty five hundred dollars <throat> one time. So this right. is per virtual assistant, right? So you pay twenty five hundred dollars for one virtual assistant, and it the the uh the what is it the profit margin is two thousand dollars because you can start off with a great virtual assistant with five hundred dollars a month, right? So if someone comes to us, really honestly, let's be real, that twenty five hundred is all ours. Right. Right. Because they have to pay that five hundred dollars the next month. To the virtual. If anything, we may pay for like fifty dollars for training because fifty dollars is a lot for them in that in that perspective. So it's like we pay them ten dollars a day. So out of that twenty five hundred, we may spend fifty dollars out of it. So it's a very lucrative business. We pretty much keep about eighty to ninety percent of the profit. That's the one that's just per virtual assistant, just hiring them and giving it to them. Like we keep most of the profit. Now, if we were to hire, train and manage your company, this is a separate package, right? Then that's where we deduct 500 or maybe 550, including the training every single month. So we're taking care of the payroll. You're not having to worry about, you know, end of day reports because we take care of that. You don't need to worry about training your team constantly because we take care of that. Like the only thing you might need to worry about is maybe, uh, you know, your workflows within your company, right? Because you might have some things or your specific company because we, we don't specialize in your company. We specialize right. in VAs, right? right? So like there might, there may be training within your company that you might have to do in the first 30 days. But outside of that, after we train them and they get it, you pay us and maybe we probably, what is it? $2,000 of profit margin. Wow. And actually with the with the managing package it's actually 3500 so it's really 3000 for the profit margin okay so it's it's really low expenses right. yeah so that's really uh that sounds like a great business model so where are you finding the va <laughs> <laughs> so we're finding the vas from so many sources um we have Shoe. We have about 300 Facebook groups that we source VAs from. We have like onlinejobs.ph, Upwork, Remote Jobs. Um, uh, there's so many other places. LinkedIn ads. We sometimes run ads. Like there are there are there are occasions where if we like if we're struggling like really bad to find something for a client, we will use part of that budget, maybe thirty percent of that budget, and then put it towards ads to make sure that we find that client for them. I mean, find that VA for them because some people might want some during uh in the United States or maybe Latin America, you know, or like there are there are some places that that aren't just in Philippines that people have preferences over. So um, there, I have a friend that does in, that only goes Ghana. We have VAs that are in Dubai, you know. Um, so the last time we were in Dubai in April, we met one of our VAs, right? So that's kind of like how we kind of recruit. And there are different ways. Like you can go to, you can look up virtual assistants on on Facebook groups. Yeah. So that's interesting because a lot of people are thinking that they have to come from the Philippines or that most are, you know, based in or around that area, but you're sourcing them from all over pretty much every, I think you hit every continent and you're finding quality yep. <laughs> matching them up with the client's needs. So basically you're like a matchmaking yep. service for businesses. 
Um, are you helping exactly. these? <laughs> are you helping these businesses? <laughs> like, do they get a framework as far as how to really effectively utilize a virtual assistant? Because yep. I know I struggled with that when I hired my first virtual assistant, and I had all these hours, and I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't know, what do I tell them to do? <laughs> so yeah, you do okay. All right, yeah, we have like a SOP. Yeah, we have an SOP that we give to our clients of that role specific. Uh, we call it a role specific SOP. So this role specific SOP is if it's an operations manager, you have an SOP designated to an operations manager. If it's a media buyer, which is like an ad specialist, you have one designated to an ad specialist. You have one designated to an executive assistant. And so and then what also happens is we give our clients a course. We call it a delegation course. Right. So. What happens is, is you're able to learn how to properly delegate and run softwares to have a virtual assistant um, business at scale. So what that means is um, most people only do work for one person and one person only, but you don't know how, to, but what if you need more people, right? There are more problems that need to be solved within your business or a, a business will find more problems within their business that needs to be solved. So right. you, you have to learn how to delegate at scale. So what we do is we give you a course that shows you how to delegate at scale so you can have as many virtual assistants as us or endless amount of virtual assistants, right? So like some of those things are also the things that we give to our uh, coaches or business owners or company owners um, so they can actually, um, like I said, just have what they need and know that they can fill all of those eight hours. Like I promise you, when when you get your first VA, you don't find something for them to do. Right? <laughs> it's just inevitable. <laughs> right. The first one, yeah, that's pretty easy because they're picking up all the slack. But I do like that you have um, kind of like a guide in how a company could best utilize a virtual assistant. And what would you say the benefits for any, you know, solopreneur, small business to have a virtual assistant over hiring like somebody direct, like I guess a in-person assistant? Like, what's the difference between hiring v a VA online and in person? Yeah, I would say, like, no, what would be the benefit for any business owners who are watching this? And the business model may not be right for them as far as to start a virtual assistant business. Although, you know, I don't know why if you could put in these systems and be making six figures. Right. But, right. you know, if they just want to focus on their main bread and butter business and they're thinking, they're weighing the pros and cons of, do I hire someone to have someone on site versus how I could be more effective with a virtual assistant? Some people, you know, they kind of fear the virtual or people, you know, being far away yeah. or, you know, how would I know if they're working? So if you want to just speak to any business owners who might be interested in getting their first virtual assistant. Yeah, absolutely. So I would say always, uh, and then, it can't even be like an always, it really depends and varies per business. But like, there are people that say higher income activity, virtual assistants first. And there are people that always say, Hey, hire admin people first, right. To get rid of some of that, uh, in working in your business type of, uh, thing. Right. And I would say it really depends on which one's the priority for you. Right. So I would say hire what is a priority, right? If you feel that sales is a priority right now, then hire somebody in sales. If you feel that, you know, 
I'm working too much in my business and I'm sending too many emails or doing too many calls or whatever the case may be, then hire somebody that's designated for that. Right. Um, so for a new business owner, who's looking to hire a VA or is probably afraid to hire a VA because of the stigma that VAs have, they work harder than us in the United States. (laughs) That's just a fact. That's that I'm, I'm just being, I'm just being completely honest, unless you're an entrepreneur, of course, entrepreneurs have a different kind of work ethic. Right. But like, if you're, if you're trying to really hire someone compared to in the States or out of the States, there are some pros and cons of each one. Like, I can't say that, you know, you should hire VAs over VAs in the country. Like there's, or in person, it just depends on the business. I, I mean, event-based businesses are United States and they're brick and mortars, but VAs run it. There are businesses like that, right? Where like, but there are also people who have uh, an event space that prefer in-person because they like the personal touch. So it's like, it. I would, it really depends on your goal at the end of the day. For me, I, I can only speak for myself. I hired virtual assistants because I'm productively lazy. I don't want to do no work. <laughs> That's just me. <laughs> I don't think you know what I'm saying. So I just hired. <laughs> exactly. So I was just like, you know, like why not hire a VA and it costs less and they're dedicated to you at the end of the day. Like sometimes people like to go to Fiverr or even a project-based, um, and I would say project-based works if you're starting off, but yeah. if you're if you're going on Fiverr, it costs you the same amount of money on Fiverr than, it costs you more money on Fiverr than to have a dedicated person for yourself. Because if you're looking for a copywriter, copywriters are 1000 500 to $1,000 sometimes on Fiverr right. for one project. Right. If I were to spend $500 on a copywriter now, which we currently do, mm-hmm. right? I think it's 600 I believe, for, for our copywriter. We can send her as many things as we want for those $600. There is no limit to how many things we can send. She does our emails per month, per month, literally $600 per month. And we can have an endless supply of copies. She does our emails to our website, copy to our text messaging, to our captions on Instagram. Like they could do anything. Do you get what I'm saying? That revolves around copy, right? right? So it really depends on what you're looking for exactly it really depends on what you're looking for so i can't really say you know should you go va should you not go va should you like it really depends on what you're looking for i think vas are a lot more convenient because i don't have to worry about having a a warehouse to house them in the only the worst case scenario that i got to spend is zoom (laughs) that's my warehouse You see what I'm saying? So this is expenses. No, I really like uh, one that you didn't give an all or nothing answer. So for some people, uh, an in-person assistant might work better for your business. But as far as getting systems um, and having people run the back end of your business so that you, you know, Mm -hmm. can be, what did you call it? Productively lazy? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely like that. I love it. That's my motto. So you have the VAs that run your businesses and then the VAs that run other people's businesses. And you basically have the same Mm -hmm. in-house training system. So whether your family business needs um, another service provider or, you know, you're just finding it for your clients, 
um, basically you're able to feed the system and be productive both ways. You can make money from it and you can have them running all your many businesses of which we only really got into the virtual assistant business. I know you rattled off a bunch of them, but you have your virtual assistants running mm-hmm. multiple six-figure businesses for your family. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So we have our financial literacy business, um, which is social currencies. That's our generic, um, not generic, but like that's our that's our main business, right? Virtual assistants, I, I, I like how your podcast is called a side hustle because technically it is a side hustle compared to the money that we make with social currencies, right? But what it is is that um, our so we have a financial literacy business that's split within three divisions that teaches credit uh, how to get business funding, which deals with credit repair and et cetera. Then how to when you use that funding, <clears throat> excuse me, you use it for different investment assets, which could be a business, which uh, which we focus in that business is trading and investing. So you can use it for that. You can use it to get into life insurance policies and infinite banking and all that. But like. That's our main bread and butter. So yeah, all of the VAs run that business. The only thing we do is just, you know, teach it. Does that make sense? Yes. But we're starting to delegate that too. So soon we're going to start delegating the coaching aspect. Because I believe, uh, shout out to Coach Kelly. She said that she has a subscription-based model where one of her coaches come in once a month and she's not even involved. And that's how we want to be within our our actual coaching, right, is we don't even need to be involved in even the coaching side. Does that make sense? It does. No, it makes a lot of sense. You guys are collecting all the checks and doing nothing. So as a business model, it's, you know, that that is the, the goal. Obviously, when we all get into entrepreneurship, nobody's like, hey, I want to own a job where I'm working twice as hard um and i don't know if i'm going to be able to pay myself but that is the reality of being an entrepreneur oftentimes is you're doing twice the work and sometimes for half the amount of pay and we're just trying to get to that point where we're the true business owner and like you said working on your business not in your business and i feel like that's the Mm -hmm. entrepreneurial trap um that a lot of people don't know how to get out of and kind of what you're saying is the answer is virtual assistants delegating or chunking different tasks to people who are charging you monthly and they're working 40 hours a week for like five and six hundred dollars a month absolutely a month absolutely 100 (laughs) percent we have we just hired a, a funnel builder we hired three people today um within our business um, we hired a funnel builder and we had a funnel builder previously. So our funnel builder, we paid him like six fifty, something around there. Cause each position sometimes varies, but most of them start off at like 500. Right. But as the position like advances, like a funnel builder costs a little bit more. Right. Um, we have a full-time bookkeeper like that's dedicated to our space. That's 500. Um, we have, uh, um, we now, since we have our marketing department is so big, we now have a content manager that now doesn't like we believe in quarterly performance raises so like sometimes um with our content manager because she manages an entire team she gets paid more than everybody else so it's only right it doesn't make any sense for some people so it really depends 
on the position, excuse me, but that's really like how we, how we have it focused and, and it just helps the business run better because they know where they, they know where they stand and everything is a part of each other. Everything sticks. Right. Okay. So in the beginning, you said that to effectively start the virtual assistant business as a business, you hired the four people, the recruiter, the client managed success manager. Um, I'm forgetting yep. the other person. Um, but are those so virtual it's... assistants also, or are these like actual physical mm -hmm. employees? They're all virtual. So you all virtual assistants, okay. our sales people is virtual. You have virtual sales. <laughs> the only people that is not uh -huh. is our closer. Okay. So the closer is more of an em employee relationship that's not commission-based. It's commission-based, full, 100% commission-based. Okay. Okay. So, so you're, okay. All right. Um, That's very intriguing. I feel like through talking to you, um, I realize I'm doing business all wrong. <laughs> like I'm doing way too much. Like, I want to take this productively lazy approach. Um, yeah, you you have all my wheels spinning. That's very interesting because I should really have the virtual assistants running my business, and then maybe the clients mm -hmm. paying the virtual assistants. And then you're basically operating Absolutely. all your businesses at like a net zero because it's like a wash. You have the clients paying them and mm -hmm. then they're doing tests for everyone. Ongoing okay. cycle. Okay. I'm really glad that we had this discussion. <laughs> <laughs> so, so for example, I have a podcast, you have a podcast, but you use Riverside to house all of this. What I do is like ours is in person. So for example, how I use the virtual assistants to run the podcast is whenever it goes out two days before the video goes out, my V my VAs and I have a public relations department as well, but our VAs, um, send the, um, the video and all the clips to the PR department. And right. then they would send it, they would send it to the guest speakers so they can promote it before. And then they, they're the ones that post it on YouTube. They're the ones that repurpose the content, anything like from this video. Cause hopefully I get these clips too. Uh, the no, whole podcast. You, you will. I but, do have that exact same framework. I'm still like cool. crawling as we're getting the systems in place, but I do have VAs um, that do, handle that but these are VAs that I I basically I'm paying a company like yours whereas you're showing me how to be the company and not pay the company yep like how to source them myself yep. and put the other people in place versus being a customer of that right we have both how I showed you was how your company does it but we do have so for example when what we do is, and this is a hack, right? That most people don't really do. This is just another way to get a stream of income within the stream of income, right? right. So we, the client success manager, their job is to build relationships with the client and do upsells and cross sales, right? So what we do is after 60 to 90 days after the um, client is fully happy with their VAs, the VA is performing at what they're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. they will upsell them to teach the, so we can teach them how to create a virtual assistant business. 
Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. So, so you're taking your client. There's always an ascension ladder. Right. Okay. Exactly. So, <laughs> so it builds the lifetime value of that customer longer. So you don't lose them. So are they, you teaching them basically how to go get their own clients and they're tapping into your VA base? Or are you Correct. teaching them how to source their Correct. own? Okay. All right. Yeah. So I'm going to have to follow so back. So they have an them. option to use ours. Okay. So <laughs> they have an option to use ours or they could learn it themselves. And you So how that would work is. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you can explain it. I was just jumping ahead of myself because oh. <laughs> I want to take the course. Oh, no. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so how it would work is if we were to upset, let's say, for example, um, her name is Kimberly. Let's say if she were to call you and upsell you, you would say, yeah, I'm interested in having my own virtual assistant business. Right. You would hop right back on with the same salesperson that had the discussion with you the first time. Right. Right. And they would give you the options of, okay, do you want to, um, do you, would you rather use our virtual assistants to help you source your virtual assistants or would we, or do you want us to teach you how to do it within your own business? Right. Most people want it within their own business because they want to be independent. Let's right. just be real. Um, people prefer independence. So what happens is we'll teach them how to, after the sales call is done, you're going to go right back to the customer success manager and still build that ongoing relationship with her. So it's like you are buddy buddy with both the closer and the and the client success manager. Does that make sense? And then you're also being coached by a VA right. on how to build and it's usually our director of operations, right? So we're we're still going to be in the picture, you know, saying hello blah blah blah, you know, popping in, but like you're being taught by our director of operations, the person who actually runs the business. Like I don't I'm I'm the of course I'm the COO, so I'm over a lot of things and I'm involved. But at the same time, she's the one really running the business. Right. Like while we had, we just came from a seven day retreat um, or five or I can't remember seven day retreat. Just now we came back yesterday and we weren't, I wasn't in contact with any of the business while we were there because my director of operations was the one that was handling everything. And so you were the director. So she's of the one that's going to be teaching you. You're the, I'm the COO. Okay. All right. So you're, so there's so, exactly, exactly. Exactly. So like kind of how it works is you have like the employee, the manager, the director, and then the chief. Right. So like, that's kind of like how I have our business lined up, just like a corporation. In right. A I was going to say, I believe in like, running like a way. corporation, but these are, mm -hmm. yeah, it's just like a corporation. There's really no distinction. It's just in how you source these people and kind of create their own departments and you fill up these departments. Yep with other assistants yep. and you're so able to have some I wouldn't say, your clients. I wouldn't say I fill up the departments. Yeah, yes, yes and no. I wouldn't say I fill up the departments like that. Um, I would say, of course you have departments that we need, but I'm not looking at it as, okay, I need to fill up the department. What positions do we need to fill up the, the department? I'm looking at it backwards. I'm like, we need certain positions mm -hmm. and then we figure out what department do they go to? Does that make sense? Yeah. So like, that's kind of like how we, how we do it. So like the funnel builder, we needed a funnel builder that is, it just so happens that that goes under systems and it, we needed a graphic designer. Okay. Well that just so happens that it fits under marketing. Like we don't just, uh, just go with, okay, we have a marketing department 
what are the branches within marketing department do we need? And then we hire that. We just hire off necessity. We hire off what we need and then we put them in place. So like in goal, and our goal is to have a 45 person team, right? That involves having a, mar a, a marketing director, sales director, sales manager, marketing manager. Um, we're, we're working on having a Filipino attorney as well. So what that does is it helps protects, protect us and protect our VAs. How so? Right. Because there's laws that you ha that you need within that business. Will you have to do that for each country that you have a presence? Will you need a localized attorney? Because I'm sure there's no virtual assistant attorneys. These are like real yeah. pay pay us attorneys, correct? Yeah, you... of course. We, we'll pay them however we need to pay them. Um, but yes, in every in every country, we'll need a attorney in that country. For sure, we haven't had the necessity to need a you know one in that country, but it is something that I agree that we'll need one eventually as we get bigger. Most people prefer the um, the Filipinos, so that's really what we've stuck with at the moment. But as like I said, I have had friends that go with those. Okay, Correct. that's what I'm usually hearing. So when you said a few of the different like Ghana, um, Dubai, I didn't, I wasn't aware that they were even, not that you, you're virtual, yeah. so you could essentially be anywhere in the world. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So that, that's definitely a very interesting um, story of how you came, how you came upon this six figure side hustle and basically how anyone can really do the same as well, where you have a full team that you can utilize yeah. and also so like, I guess kind of arbitrage their services as well. <laughs> exactly. Employee arbitrage. I love it. Um, so <laughs> that should be a shirt. <laughs> Employee that be a arbitrage. Shirt. Okay. Well run with it. Run with it. <laughs> I'm sure you could have a VA do all the back end of starting a teacher. Absolutely. So it's that easy once you have a team of virtual assistants, you're kind of like any business you want to run, you kind of have the infrastructure in place. You're mm -hmm. just the idea, you know, people, and then you're getting the yep. implementation Absolutely. down. So that's, um, yeah, I feel like I've been doing it wrong this whole time. <laughs> so I do appreciate <laughs> this call. <laughs> Okay, so we are going to get... You look, we always learn. Yeah, I was going to say, it's better to learn now than never. Um, mm -hmm. So we are going to get into the Rainmaker round where I'm going to ask you a few questions to get your feedback, your uh, humble feedback. So, um, and I know this first question is going to be good. What's the last conference you attended and what's the biggest gem you learned? The last conference was the Circle of CEOs conference. Um, and what I learned at that conference was, hmm, you definitely need to delegate more <laughs> and get on more podcasts. Get on more podcasts for sure. That's what I learned a lot more about that <laughs> with, with that right there. So give me a little bit of insight into as far as getting on a more podcast. Who did you learn that from? And what is the 
purpose behind it. And I do appreciate you being on my podcast. And of course that fits right in with what we're doing. <laughs> For sure. No, no, I, I would. So at the circle of CEOs, we hosted a podcast. So you remember, you know how we would go to events and you see podcasts, like live people would just shoot podcasts there. Right. We did that for everyone that was there. And we realized that people love being on podcasts. <laughs> and so it made me think, man, why am I not on podcasts? So what I started thinking of was like, okay, what avenues can I go to and take in order to get on more podcasts? Mm-hmm. So that's when I really was just like, man, like I'm dropping the ball here. There is so much money within podcasts that I'm not uh, really, you know, getting like I'm not even using I'm not using that specific marketing outlet yet. And so and I'm just thinking like every circle of CEO is on every single podcast. Right. So for me, it just made it it just made me um, really think that I need to get on more podcasts. And then I believe uh, not believe Neil came to uh, was on one of our podcasts. Neil was on our podcast at the event and we, he had said, man, yeah, I hear y'all are doing virtual assistants. Y'all need to delegate more. Y'all don't need to do anything. And so that's when it was like, okay, we might need to hire more people. Right. And then just think about new ways to, to really build our business. That's really, so you're actually going to all these events and you're interviewing the people at the events for your podcast. That's really brilliant. Absolutely. Wow. <laughs> All right. I'm going to have to try that. <laughs> what, what book are you reading right now? I am reading Meeting uh, Design. It's right back there. A book to how to run effective meetings. I don't think that uh, we're taught this. Like a lot of people think, you know, we need to be just, we need to read, run meetings, run meetings. But like, do we really know how to run an effective meeting? Like the design aspect of how to run a meeting, we don't. Most people don't. So yeah. I just started reading a lot of meeting books. That's very, um, I want to send that book to every single person who ever made me attend a meeting because <laughs> I would say that. You are right. People do not know how to run a meeting. Sometimes I'm sitting in these meetings and I'm like, what is the purpose of this? Why am I here? Why are they here? What are we even talking about? I say that all the time because I'm exactly. in, you know, we won't drop any names, but a lot of these meetings are um, a waste of my time. I don't really glean yeah. anything from it. It's yeah, I'm just left thinking like, what not every meeting is, is needed. I'll never get that time back. Yeah. Um, and you're reading about the, I guess, art and science of hold, holding meetings. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Exactly. What, what's the book called again? Meeting. Meeting design. Meeting design. Okay. I think that uh, is a really good read for all entrepreneurs and business owners. So you don't get stuck in the trap of hosting pointless worthless time wasting you got beef <laughs> i got beef with these meetings yeah i feel like my time is being robbed and <laughs> so she said it's being robbed from her oh my god i i only speak what that i've experienced um so that I, I really like that that's an actual concept and I will be sending these books. I'm not joking to a lot of these people like, hey, here you go. Holidays are coming up. 
read this book. It's the best book ever. Really read this book and don't invite me to another meeting until you read the book. Dang. (laughs) (laughs) She said, don't. (laughs) Oh, you got real beef with these meetings. This is too funny. I know. I, 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 Yes, I do. I do. And I feel like they're also a book for people who need to know how to attend meetings and ask questions because um, I have beef with them. Oh, there might be a book. I didn't even think that deep. Like, have you ever oh, been to one. And, um, you know, you'll just get all these people asking questions about this one outlier situation that they're in and they want to go into great detail and nobody cares so please stop asking your worthless <laughs> questions in these worthless meetings and wasting the general public's time when they should be working you're really robbing yourself because i could be more productive if i wasn't in this meeting and i hear this you know i'm not alone in this i know this <laughs> okay this is way too funny <laughs> All right. On a more, you should clip that specific part and repurpose that part all over. The place. I can't do that because those are shots being fired at specific people, and they will know. Like, oh, talking about me. Like, yes, I am talking about you and your meetings. No, I'm not going to do that. You have to watch the podcast and and uh, reach out to me directly about why. I feel the way that I do, and I'll give you a lot of constructive criticism and feedback, and hopefully we can work towards more productive meetings that serve a purpose and have an outcome and aren't just endless ramblings. <laughs> this is way too funny, y'all. I swear to God, it's funny. Oh my Usually God, the book God. question is not this uh, uh, interesting, but... Um, yeah, no, I do want to get the book. I do feel like they're, um, you know, it's it's a loss of productivity and about recapturing that productivity and using these meetings to facilitate a stronger, healthier company. And if you're not going to do that, call it off. Don't have one. <laughs> what are words you live by? <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to recover. Uh, <laughs> words I live by... <laughs> is i would say productively lazy that is a word that i live by for sure um i would say a word another word that i live by um i would say dang what was it there's a word um persistence like aggressively persistent um, or, or consistent. That's the word aggressively consistent. Right. Um, I think that all of us want to be great people or do great things, but we, our habits don't reflect who we want to be. And so like, I think that those words productively lazy, meaning if I don't personally have to do it, I can delegate the task to someone who actually can do it, but I need to make sure that they do that consistently. Or if I have to do it, I have to do it consistently. And sometimes not every single task that I, uh, I'm doing is going to have an immediate ROI. 
So like, I feel that that is definitely those words that I abide by for sure. Yeah, I really, uh, I really loved it when you said the, um, what was it? Productively lazy. Cause that's really, it's a, it's an interesting way of saying time freedom, which is what we all want. Nobody yep. wants to be doing all these, you know, when you start running a business, you realize how much goes into it. It's always easy to be on the outside looking at your boss like this jackass i could do this and then when it is you and you're like oh my goodness i have so much more respect for what they built because it's not as easy when you're the only one so the more that you know the more you could be productively lazy the more you're a business owner and the more you could actually expand because you can only grow so large if you're by yourself by yourself so um, I like that that delegation and the productively lazy and then the consistency because it's really easy to do something one or two or three times and be like, that didn't work. Let me try something else. Yep. And it's really just, you know, like <clears throat> I didn't have a million views my first podcast or my second or my third or, you know, mm-hmm. ever. <laughs> but it's about being consistent to give yourself a chance to get to that, you know, whatever your magic number is, whatever your goal is, monetary likes, you know, whatever that is to you, it never happens overnight. So if you're not consistent, you're just giving up on yourself. So I like, I agree 100%. Um, so give yourself one piece of advice you wish you knew at the start of your six-figure journey this could be any six-figure business i know you guys have quite a few but i guess if you could go back to the beginning what would you tell yourself um sheesh at the beginning of my entrepreneur career i was a musician and i wanted to make beats on youtube right and make money from my beats i wish i knew about virtual assistants because <laughs> i would have had a virtual assistant make all of my beats <laughs> and i would never need to do anything <laughs> it sounds like you still can do that you can have your online youtube no, you're right i can still do that and that is on the checklist we are actually hiring for that right now that's really so we are so you've come full circle to being the one who wanted to make the beats to like, I don't need to do that. I could just hire someone and take the credit, which is what all great exactly. owners do. <laughs> um, so how can we get more information? Where can we follow you at? How can we get a virtual assistant from you? How can we get your virtual assistant course, like guide us? Um, because I know a lot of people are going to want this six figure business. It doesn't make any sense. If you already have a business, you're basically sourcing employees and finding a way to cover the expenses. So you can run your business for free. And once you get up there, you're making a profit of both businesses. So I really think that that makes it's, so much sense. It costs you nothing to run this business. <laughs> you could start it tomorrow. It costs you nothing. You get what I'm saying? So I would say you could find me anywhere. Um, If you want to get a virtual assistant and uh, and really uh, work with with us and our company, even though we're faceless, right? 
you can go to payrolltopaychecks.com and uh, you could book a consultation call. Um, you'll be able to meet our HR team on that site as well. And you might be able to check out some blogs, right? You know, read something about us, you know, something around those lines. Um, if you want to get in touch with me, my Instagram is chartslayer. So C-H-A-R-T-S-L-A-Y-E-R-F-X. I'm everywhere on that platform, right? So chartslayer everywhere. You could find me. Um, and like I said, man, we, th- this costs you to start this business. It literally costs you <clears throat> nothing to start yeah, this business. That's the amazing part about it. So are you selling your course on the open market or do you have to go through being got to go through first? it? You got to go through it. I, you know what? That is a good idea. I should probably sell it openly when I think <laughs> about it. Um, I probably should. That might be a great idea to sell it. Openly. It is a great idea. Um, I might do that. So what I could do, what we'll probably do, because it's, it's, it's literally a mini course. It's not anything. But these like this course is like, you know, I would say between 15 minutes to an hour or long or whatever each video, because it's like super extensive. Right. So I would say uh, what I'll do is I'll drop a link. I'll give you a link, Sabrina, to anybody who's interested in getting the delegation course. Right. And I'll give them access to that course and I'll give you all a, give you a discount cord on, only. This is the first time I ever did this. I ain't do this for anything else. Okay? <laughs> do this for anything else. This isn't even out to the public. OK, so like I'll 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 create it. And then I'll, I'll give you the link. And then what we'll do is we'll have that down in the description box so people can get access Yay. to the delegation course. Give the people what they want. And we want to start a six-figure <laughs> virtual assistant business that we could be faceless absentee owners of. That's what I want. I want to be productively Absolutely. lazy. I want everyone doing all the work for my businesses while I reap the profits. <laughs> So that's to me See? living the dream. So um, yeah, I need to get that course so I can learn the steps to doing that um, because it just makes brilliant sense. Um, so make sure you follow this Marcus. Um, his family is a really amazing entrepreneurial family. I love your mom. I need to interview your mom because she's like such an inspirational but also hilarious person. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for mom. So shout out to moms, even though she threatened to kick me out of the house in order to create a business. So, well, sometimes you need it. Wasn't like what everyone thinks. We were threatened. (laughs) Like, your mom, I can see how she could be intimidating. So I think she's so much fun and stuff, but she looks like she can flip the script like real quick on you. And you're just, you have to do what she says because. You know, 100%. (laughs) No choice. She uh, is just that boss, you know, woman who, um, you know, I definitely aspire to be to have that entrepreneurial family. I need to whip my kids into shape. I have my own son who needs to be threatened. Um, So she offers. (laughs) I don't think I'm as intimidating. I don't have the same effect. Yo, she said I need to threaten him now too. <laughs> no, I would I would say um it works. What I say everyone is like us. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but I would say it does work. Okay. For sure. I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna get him on the phone right after this and he's gonna be like, Whatever, can you cash at me? <laughs> 
Cash App you crazy. <laughs> All right, but that's crazy. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for your time. I really learned a lot. I hope um, you all take advantage of this offer. Make sure you drop in the comments how much we need this course in case he starts slacking and forgets that we need that <laughs> link. We need the reminders. So make sure you uh, let him Absolutely. know that, that this is a service he should have. This is another stream of income y'all shouldn't be sleeping on. <laughs> Yeah, I learned it. We here for it. I definitely create it and, and give it to you all. Perfect. For sure. Well, I gotta put it together and so it's to the public. Yeah. Yep. That's and then I'll give it to you. You can you wouldn't even have to do it. You would have your virtual assistant. You could just text them Absolutely. now. Like you thought hey. I was gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm gonna do is the welcome video and the outro video. Everything in between is what they're going to do. Yeah, I love that. So we all have to uh, learn to be more uh, productive with our time so we can be, you know, time freedom, productively lazy. I love those words. All right. Thank you, Marcus. I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, Sabrina. This has been an Alive podcast production.